Welcome to the Essay for FAs Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic concerns the value of constant learning, and particularly via studies that enable us to learn from large populations beyond our narrow confines. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, this word on behalf of our sponsor, Invesco. I frequently cite various studies in this podcast series. There's really no shortage of them. While academics of every stripe research everything, few things are as researched as investing and retirement. That's not only because people are especially interested in the topic of money, but also because the industry and industry-allied groups are looking for some little piece of science, as it were, to lend legitimacy to their products and services. Not all of these studies are well-designed, so some critical thinking is needed for consumers of this research. In my case, though, I like studies, which in the investment domain are typically based on surveys of large numbers of people, because at their best, they provide an opportunity to avoid making common mistakes. Mistakes are the stations you must stop at on the path to success. But there are three ways to learn from these failures. The worst way is to make the mistake yourself. The intermediate approach is to observe and learn from the mistakes made by friends or family members. The best way is to learn it through books, be they history books, or even large research studies. A wise man once said that great losses are great lessons. If you've been investing long enough, it is to be hoped that you derived these lessons and distilled these lessons from studies. The late professor, Benjamin Barber, put it this way, The question to ask is not whether you are a success or a failure, but whether you are a learner or a non-learner. I love studies. I learn from the bad ones too. They help me learn to spot an agenda, a poor research design, or the non-caloric dissatisfaction of a nothing burger. Another advantage of studies, especially the good ones, is they can take you out of yourself. Our natural egotism, aggravated by the postmodern academics one encounters in higher education, leads us to study ourselves, our own personalities, fashioned by our own narrow surroundings, the street, the marketplace, our media choices. Everything is personal and individualistic. It's therefore really valuable to expose ourselves to how the rest of the world thinks and behaves on the basis of objective data and experiential learning. That more or less explains why you frequently hear me discuss studies. That said, I always try to offer my own take. I don't want to just regurgitate what I hear. It comes back to Barber's distinction between being a learner or a non-learner. If you fail to scrutinize what you learn, then you're going to be a victim of a data bombardment. But if you think it through yourself, you will generate your own insights. Best of all, you can build success on the basis of avoiding other people's mistakes. A good example of that were the first serious research studies showing the dangers of smoking. When these became publicized in 1970, 64% of physicians smoked. Ten years later, in 1980, just 10% did. Doctors, of course, were highly aware of this research and incorporated these findings more swiftly than the general public. As financial advisors, you are at the forefront of investment research. So stay tuned, keep on the cutting edge, and let's continue our learning. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich, and our podcast was sponsored by Invesco.